to the Old Man Orange Podcast. I'm Spencer Scott Holmes. And I'm Rain Dunnigan. And uh, we're doing, uh, well, if the hat wasn't obvious, I'm assuming it's somewhere in the title. We're doing something. I mean, I'd be lying if I said we're coming in here super Christmas themed, but I figured, uh, you know, only a few days till Christmas. Might as well get the, um, kind of get with it. But at this exact same time, I'm now seeing myself in the webcam. I'm immediately regretting that. <laughs> Just immediately, but I'm already, I'm already, I'm already here. It's too late to turn back now. You've you've, com- you've committed to the cap and everything like that, you know. Uh, I've already, yeah. Too late to back out now. No, once the hat's there, it's it's, it's all over from that point on. Um, yeah. No, yeah. The thing, I, I guess there is all those uh, good Christmasness stuff going on. I feel like the upside is since I don't celebrate Christmas, I see nearly as many of those. Well, I guess the thing with me is I'm not going to lie. I mean, I, I really like Christmas and I celebrate Christmas, but I'm not a Christian. But I think that's just one mm-hmm. of those things that it is just kind of like, I think the weird thing about Christmas is it's kind of like to a certain extent. There's some people where it never meant anything to anybody. There's some people where they're devout Christians. And there's other people where I think it's kind of like you're sort of chasing the dragon of your childhood, you know, I think yeah. every because those movies you really only watch at Christmas time. There's some movies good enough. You could watch them any time of year, but they're movies that, you know, are not the best movies. If you put them on at Christmas time, like the, some of the claymation ones, or mm-hmm. even like, I think it's a good movie, but I only, I really watch home alone around Christmas time. If I am going to watch it, you know, um, well, movie like Die Hard, I feel like you can watch any year, but Christmas is yeah. fun to put that on. But at the same time though, I, it just, when I was thinking about it, cause I was, how many, like how many movies, it's just kind of like, you kind of get older. You like realize, I mean, I know it happens with a lot of movies you grew up with as a kid where you just watch it. You're like, this isn't as good as I remember, but it's the soft fuzzies. And then you watch it as, as, as an adult. And that, now I feel like a lot of Christmas movies, like God, a lot of these are fucking shit, but you just have that like the year i saw this is the year i got it in 64 so therefore the movie's magical you know yeah it, it all ties together well it's kind of like christmas like songs too because whenever I, you, you start hearing that and like you'll come on the radio when like you're inside a restaurant or something like that and you go that really is the golden ticket though for like if you want to be an artist that gets paid for the rest of your life you just got to make a slightly popular christmas song because that's all it's got to be. It's just going to be slightly popular. Enough that the radio will play it every goddamn year, and you'll always get a kickback no matter what. I guess you get those ones where, like, people are more well-known for that Christmas song they do than anything else they've done. Like, I'll be honest. Yeah. I, I have no idea where he stands in um, jazz or horn or in, is, is, is a saxophone player or whatever. But, like, er, Herb Albert and the Tijuana Brass – I have zero interest in checking out the rest of their work, but every Christmas I play their Christmas album. So I'm not sure if he's like a legend, like you don't know what else he's done. Like I just know his Christmas album, you know, like I have no interest <laughs> to check out anything else, but you know, um, the, the one the Christmas song that everyone loves that I just, I fucking hate is I hate the Mariah Carey one. Maybe cause I hear it too much, but I just really hate that Mariah Carey Christmas song. Yeah, I th- I think that's more. I think that goes with like so many of them. It's just like because you hear them so often, that's the biggest issue um, to them all. Like it'll like many of things. Like if you probably only heard it once in your entire life, you'd be like, oh, that's a pretty solid song. But the fact that you you know you're gonna hear it ten thousand times every single time you step out the door, 
I mean, the, the ideal thing is as long as you don't go anywhere, you'll never hear it. Well, I don't get, I, I don't get tired of hearing like, um, hearing like uh, Stevie Wonder's Christmas album or Elvis Presley or Frank Sinatra's Christmas album. So but there's something about that one Mariah Carey song. Like, Fuck, not this shit, you know? I don't <laughs> yeah, know. Maybe, yeah, just, yeah. maybe it's just, I don't know. Maybe it's too poppy for me. It's just one of those ones. You know, it's one thing I like about Christmas too is when people ask you if you want to be involved in like either a gift giving thing or something or another like that. And then I just tell them, like, well, I don't celebrate Christmas. That stops any of those conversations dead in their tracks, and nobody questions <laughs> anything else from that point. <laughs> it literally does. It's like one of the best things. It's like because I think they go, oh, oh, oh. I, I, no one's ever reacted that way to it. Like, oh, just just don't celebrate. You, nope, not at all. We not one bit. <laughs> I acknowledge it exists, <laughs> but that's about it. We celebrate pagan style. Like, oh, oh, is that like, you know, just with like, uh, just like some like, you know, like old, like old fashioned kind of way, just no Santa Claus? Well, yeah, there's definitely no Santa Claus. We also like light a tree on fire, you know, a giant fuck pile around it in the snow. Like, oh, okay. Um, then no, that's how you, I, mean, I, I, I'm just, I'm guessing that's how they did it. Like, I feel like we start there and then it trails off to Santa. I'm guessing yeah. that's, there's an evolution. I mean, the mistletoe is literally like, there's some like, some pagan religion or some part of paganism where just like mistletoe, you know what that is? What's that? That's jizz from the gods. Like, Oh, so you have to, so you have to fuck under it. Like, Oh, okay. But then it just became like, let's tone it back. Just kiss. And now there's always that guy at the Christmas party. Like, Hey, look what's going on. Like, Oh yeah. Just stay away from creepy Carl. (laughs) Yeah. That's how I feel. There's like one of those ones where one guy woke up the next morning and just saw a bunch of naked bodies, like underneath a Christmas tree. And so he's like, you know what? Something's, this is looking a little bit weird here. I'm going to put a couple bows on these right there. There we go. That, that, looks, that looks a little bit better. <laughs> well, it, it really came from, well, it was like, the, the thing is, um, a lot of Christmas stuff, I think it's funny because like a lot of like hardcore Christians and Puritans fought cr- like Christmas so hard. Just like, no, you just praise Jesus and you sing some Jesus songs and you go back to fucking work. Like, a Christmas carol is, I mean, I figured it was probably something social at the time, but it was actually way more um, political and of the time than I thought it was. There's a point where I, I didn't know this till recently, where I guess the Puritans in England got more power than what they usually did. And they started saying like, hey, all this, because, you know, the original, I think the way this is just me loosely paraphrasing something I've heard before. So it was like Christianity absorbed paganism and all that saying okay you know what even though jesus was born in in like um in um in spring we're going to celebrate his birthday in winter to like to like out by to like to like absorb all this pagan bullshit and then out of that like people are like well we still kind of like the we still like the fucking around the flaming tree like oh guys no you know and they and then you know this, they slowly try to pick away at that, but people are like, hey man, we like having the day off. We like we like playing soccer. Like like pa- basically, pagans are trying to like make it like a thing. Like hey, you can get fined if you don't if you're not open Christmas Day. Like all this shit that like you know just basically no fun, no Christmas yeah. carols. But apparently, ghost stories was a big part of it back in the day, and um, uh, literally um, a Christmas carol was a. Um, statement of the time but like, yo fuck these puritans let's party 
<laughs> yeah, I, I, I could kind of see that well, how that would be, and then you know, as time goes on, no one thinks anything of it anymore past that point. But I guess it also came back from some Odin time shit, like where like, hey man, there's like, this is the time of year we all fucking die. So yeah, we got to worry about Krampus. We got to worry about some other like Christmas time like mythology shit. But then, like, Burst Knuckle or Brist Knuckle, what the fuck was it called? I actually pulled this up. Just a Burst Knuckle, something called Grela. Uh, uh, let's see. What's fr- that's the weird. You, you type in Christmas monster, you think you're going to get, like, okay, Krampus, Grinch, and, like, three others, maybe. But then there's yeah. the Yule Cat. There's, like, there's the gremlins show up. <laughs> but, yeah. So there's a lot more than you think. The Germans from Die Hard show up. <laughs> like Hans Gruber, like, oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> right next to Krampus, good placing, you know? <laughs> but, like, it's one of those things where um, a lot of it was like, hey, man, we just got to, like, huddle and survive. And, hey, let's, um, hey, you know what? We made it. We made another year. We usually die this time of year, but we made it. Here's a gift, you know? <laughs> Well, yeah. Well, I think that's like the whole thing. Like, even like you just take like the Christmas spirit thing, even in like the U.S. kind of variation of it, is I think the whole point of having all like the jolly stuff and all the lights and all the glow and all like the happy feel and so on is like, let's be honest. If 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 you just like went through winter time like normally, like no fucking bells and whistles, like no special things, no none of this fucking gift shit and so on like that, you just get back to fucking work. You got you know six hours of daylight. It's fucking raining and snowing on you out there. Get fucking used to it. <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest. Um, I think the Christmas should be, we should celebrate it in January because that's where it's probably January or February. Cause I feel like that's where it's a little bit more kind of like January is probably where it's at its coldest. I feel like in February it eases off a little bit, you know, leading into leading into spring. But like yeah, over here um, in East California, it feels like for like the last 15 years, January is like that, like brief glimpse of summertime. It's, it's that momentary month that you could pretty much go swimming for one you know moment. And January. then heart. Yeah, January. And then and then what I always, I always consider February, March. That's that's true winter. I, I'm having a different memory right there. I'm not thinking – summer – I mean, I know there was like a couple of freak days where it was like 70 suddenly, but I, not 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 regularly, really. I mean, like – Yeah. There's well, a, quite, like, there, there, there are a lot of times is like, yeah, you'll, you'll hit that 70 mark where you could go literally jump back in the water again, and it's, you know, pretty normal. And then all of a sudden, hard winter comes February, March, where it just starts really going snowy, getting really icy – um, a lot of times even into April, but and then it starts to come, and then May's kind of the, the fade-out month. I remember a little bit of a delayed winter. I remember that. Like, you get, like, you get, like, a hard hit in January. Like, maybe a couple, maybe one or two small ones in December, a hard hit in January, and then, like, maybe a weird random day where it's 70, and then, like, out of that, you end up getting, like, so I remember going into, like, May for a minute, just the winter, just randomly, but it would depend on the year, of course. This has to be really interesting for people who don't live in East California. California. But at the exact same time, <laughs> at the same time though, um, here, though, it's just like, holy shit. Like, I'm not going to lie. I feel like I'm trying to lean more into, like, the Christmasness more so this year, aside from being away from my family, but also just, mm-hmm. like, the lack of daylight and how, like, I, I thought I was, like, you know, 
oh, yeah, I know California weather is nicer than a lot of the rest of the world. But then I was like, oh, oh, I was I was like, I was not ready. I was not ready. I was like, I was like, um, level 12 walk thinking he could handle the elite four. No, not at all. Not at all. It's like, it's like, I mean, I'm not saying it's the hardest. It's by no means like, you know, it's not snowing all the time or anything, but the thing is it's so rainy and overcast here so long. And then on top of that, the part of California we live, you always have some green trees. Yeah, you get some trees mm-hmm. there. The leaves turn brown, fall and die. The trees barren, but you got a lot of other trees around that are green year round. Here, like 90% of the trees, once winter comes, they're like, oh, fuck this. They drop the leaves. And then it's <laughs> just like barren trees, overcast sky, raining, gets dark at four o'clock in, in, the, in the afternoon, depending on what part of winter you're at doesn't get light out till like, you know, nine, depending on nine, maybe 10 o'clock, depending on the time of year it is. So it's just like, Holy shit. Yes. This is why they started doing like, dude, let's start lighting some candles and shit around these trees. This, this shit's fucking depressing. Yeah, no, I, I think that's totally it. There's actually a question I've been meaning to ask you for like a long while because I always forget is, do you have any allergies when you're over there? Do I have any allergies? Yeah, like uh, like from like the the trees or the pollen or any of that kind of stuff. Well, I did back in the states too. I mean, I do have allergies. No, no, no. Because no, uh, that's the problem I have is in the states, I have I have twenty four seven allergies every single day, no matter what. If I go outside, pretty much, it uh, doesn't matter w- what time of year it is. It could be the dead of winter. It could be middle of summer. I'll still have them. I always kind of wondered though, but but being back in Europe is if you'd be like, Oh, this is where my body evolved. So I have much more immunities to this where, you know, let's be honest in California, you're practically brand new in like a hundred years there. Yeah. It's winter. My allergies. I mean, yeah, I could still be sneezing and coughing because of like, you know, having a cold or flu or something, but like as far as allergies go, no, no, not as much during winter time, but during spring it hits fucking hard because the food, the because the, that's that thing when when spring so still hit, gets you over there is what you're saying though. Yeah, it, the, the 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 that hits me when I hit when we get to spring, but it's not like is. But I think it's just because you're so like barren and such like a frozen, not frozen, but just such like a a damp, cold wasteland for like four months, and then suddenly like a flower goes like all oh, it's falling out in your face, and then like. Oh, okay. This is now it's hitting me, you know. Mm, okay, I, I was nutrition. just wondering that's that my... the whole time. I was just, I was wondering. I'm like, I'm like, I wonder if the allergies are actually not that bad. I'm like almost at that point where I'm like, I think I need to be like one of those people that's got like tuberculosis or something like that, and just like moves to <laughs> New Mexico or something, where it's like, <laughs> where, where is like the air pure enough that like I don't have these continuous allergies no matter what time of year it is i i I did not evolve to be in california apparently yet (laughs) get to new mexico so i'm like oh well it's cheap land but it's my land and all of a sudden there's a some like railroad baron just like i need this (laughs) land boy (laughs) we're still doing this shit yes we're still doing it even today you know (laughs) you don't live on the reservation (laughs) throws he throws like just a wad of like 20s on the on the on the like on the porch like you have till tomorrow you know just waddles <laughs> off with his fucking bed <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Freeze in the Yuma shit. Yeah, one of those ones there. Yeah, huh? I don't know. It's one of those ones. It's, it's the damn trees and all that stuff that gets them gets in the way. Well, no, I'm, I'm I'm still liking it here, you know. But at the same time, when winter comes, it is a little bit of that. When winter comes in the in the states, it was just like okay, so it's gonna be you know a little colder, whatever. I just gotta wear I just gotta wear oh I, I just gotta wear my hoodie when I go outside when it's cold. That's all I gotta <laughs> do. Just wear a hoodie and I'll be fine. Yeah. Or here it's just like oh fuck, let me get my scarf, let me get my beanie. Because before I'd be you know and not gonna lie, there's up here in America, like, you're wearing a scarf. Why are you wearing a fucking scarf? You fucking pussy. Now here just like oh I need to leave my scarf. Oh where's my my hand? My hands might get chapped. I I can't get my gloves. Oh shit, you know it's like. Yeah, feeling like the little brother in a Christmas story with his arms out like this, like Jesus in Rio de Janeiro or something like that, you know? So Yeah. Worship me! Worship me! Is that that goddamn American out there shouting at the top of his lungs again? <laughs> Why is he demanding? I am your God! <laughs> I am who you've all strived to become! Yes, yes, I, I scream that every day on, on my on my commute to work. <laughs> hey, it, it gets me a, a spot on the bus as well as on a train. So you know, here he comes. You know, uh, we can't. We're all <laughs> we're all open minded to like the um, we're a little we're open minded to like the um, we'll just say it the mentally weaker. Just let let them take the fucking speed. You know, I'll shut them up for a moment. He's, he's coming on board this train. He's got a shirt on that says, remember 9-11 on it with a big American flag. <laughs> he's carrying a bottle of Sprite. On the flag, it's like fucking ass, like Ronald McDonald in the yellow M&M, like saluting at a sideways angle. He's <laughs> got all the McDonald's characters saluting in like army so- fatigues. Just like, just like, just like, just like a bunch of just like fast food and like brand mascots. You got the yellow M&M, you got Ronald, you got like Mickey Mouse, you got like, who else? You got Mickey Rooney. Mickey Rooney, why not? Sure. John Madden, you know. (laughs) Just all the ones there, just, just to really show off your, um, your all-American-ness. I'm just now thinking we'll get back to Christmas stuff in a second, but I'm just thinking like you see like you ever see like those those really tacky um shirts of like, you know, it's like a Native American and he has like a full moon behind him and there's like a wolf and then like another like wolf or an eagle or something. It always kinda has like a tie-dye effect. Just do yep. that, but just like corporate America stuff. So you just have like <laughs> like I said, just name off the things I was just talking about, like Mickey Mouse looking all like heroic and then like like ronald mcdonald like serious profile looking into the sunset that type of shit but it's it's like all the same placement is one of those like tacky native american flags you know or blankets whatever yeah all, all those like that like that that comes from like that old timey like era when like the native americans used to be able to sell a bunch of art to like americans and then uh look look what you took away white man my guess you got a point yeah our bad and then right, right next American to that, guy told be, me that. But right next to that, there'd always be the super pro-American one, where it's like a soldier with like holding like a gun, like a like a like a M like a M 
16 or something and then there's like you know black hawk helicopter behind them and says like you know like like ready for the fight or whatever like into the storm or some shit like that you know yeah i don't, I don't know how those always kind of seem to go hand to hand together like it's like here's prone to like maybe because it's like maybe because that guy's like you know what you Native American, you are full American. Like, I get it. I get it. Here, I take have a Confederate flag. You deserve it, boy. <laughs> we named the Apache helicopter after you. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> That's the greatest honor any man could have. <laughs> well, I'm command you. Ah, same fucking thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm from yeah. Peru. Yeah, whatever. You know, I'm, you know, I've been to New Mexico as well. <laughs> Actually, that's sorry to puss out. The thing itches was taken off. It itches. Yeah, I was gonna say that, that's how those things are. It's like it's fine, and then like 20 minutes later, like Jesus Christ, my head can't breathe one bit. Yeah, but yeah. Anyway, something they got here though. They actually got two Christmases here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just I mean that's that's what broken kids families have here in America. That's a what? Bro- broken uh, broken families or whatever. That's what the kids get here in America. <laughs> <laughs> they got two Christmases as well. But I mean like federally. <laughs> <laughs> so broken families. Like like just imagining those like they'll come like, hey Billy, like, yeah, like you, you know, your mom and I are, are getting a divorce. Like I figured, but hey, silver silver lining. What's that? Two Christmases, totally worth it. You know, like the kids just super amped now. Like, and two birthdays, awesome. You know, <laughs> changes everything. <laughs> and that's the mom leans in, like, yeah. And um, Steve has a better job so he can buy more toys and looks over at the dad and like, well, you fucking bitch. Yeah. You know, unlike real dad, he didn't blow all his money on a new BMW. He didn't blow all his money on NFTs. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. What was that thing? The, um, the, the Logan Paul crypto zoo bullshit. Yeah, that we're still waiting on that one, aren't we, honey? Like, <laughs> yeah, fuck you. Yeah. You're like, well, I still got investments. I got something to do. <laughs> I feel like those NFTs definitely did just kind of come and go, like, like everyone sort of suspected. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it was kind of like you know, just. I guess that's the thing about a lot of new technology. You know, it kind of seems like I think some aspect of it's going to hang around, but not that part of it where it's just like, look, it's a fucking chimpanzee. Like, all right, what what about it? You know, like yeah. right, it is like literally snake oil salesman. You got the first couple who made a killing, and the rest just like since they got to get on it before it's all actually has laws they traceable and criminalized to it. So it's all been said by this point, but yeah, that that shit came and went so fastly. So, so fast. Yeah. It's late. So here. Fashy. Yeah, I mean, it'll probably come back, but like somebody else will find something different to do with that makes more logical sense. Instead of trying to be like, it's digital trading cards. You're like, I mean, you know, what? I'm just, I always was so surprised. It's like, I'm surprised Nintendo never jumped on that. I'm like, that sounds like the best way to market Pokemon cards again is to sell them as NFTs. Like where you buy fucking booster packs, that same style. Like the they I felt like that was like one of those, I know Nintendo probably is like, okay, well maybe we don't want to be, you know, it, 
in, in that domain. But like, that's like, that's how it should be. You just needed to market them with actually something that people actually care about card wise. And I think that's what it really worked. <laughs> yeah. They were going to do that. Like Sega did some NFTs and they got some shit for it. I think a bunch of them, because like everybody, everybody for a minute, like the second they heard about NFTs, like every celebrity just like, oh, so they make some quick money off it. Like Quentin Tarantino got sued because he tried to make some NFTs off Pulp Fiction or something. And now, I mean, I think it's that thing they hear about it. Like, so I just got to JPEG this shit and throw it on and someone's going to oh, oh, yeah. so let's see what happens. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. But you get the people, like the people that hear, like they hear just a summary and when they have, they look to an intern, like figure that shit out and they walk out the room, you know, and then you get the people who have like the long term like goal of it, you know? So, um, not saying that that's good either, but still, um, it's, um, but yeah, you know, that shit came and went, but, uh, yeah, yeah. God, been a, been a fucking year. That's for sure. It's been a year. Yeah. Well, that's how some of those years go, you know, they turn, they turn into another year and it keeps yeah, rolling. Math works. We kind of forget it, but it is one of those things. Like, I don't know. I guess the thing about Christmas is always like, huh. Start thinking about death too. I don't know. I guess at the end of the year, I always end up just start thinking about death. Like the trees are like the leaves are dying. I guess I'm gonna be dead one day too, won't I? Yeah. Okay. Let's roll on that for a minute. You know. <laughs> yeah. I, I, there's definitely as always. I, I guess because winter time gives you more time periods. I guess to think and to contemplate on stuff. You're not nearly as distracted by maybe some of those like summerness that's like out there and activities and whatnot. You know, because really winter's filled with a bunch of stuff that generally takes money if you want to go out and do it, where summer takes, it's, it's filled with a lot of stuff that takes absolutely no money to go out mm-hmm. and do. Well, it's like, let's stay inside because it's fucking cold out. And then like, well, if you want to stay inside here, you got to pay money. Like, oh, I guess we do. Shit, you know? So. Yeah. You got that. Or if it's like, well, it's like for the people that's like, oh, I'm going to go play in the snow, which really just means like, I'm going to go somewhere where I can blow a bunch of money on skiing or snowmobiling or you know, you know, any of that kind of stuff. That's a sport I cannot really. I mean, I'm I'm sure if I tried it, I'd probably uh, I it'd be fun. But I'm like at the point like that's too much of a time and money investment for someone in their mid 30s now. You know, uh, Which one? I, skiing or snowmobiling. Oh, I guess I mean snow snow snowmobiling. I don't really have the place for it. It just kind of like, I don't, so I'm thinking more skiing, but like snowmobiling, you just get on and just ride. But at the same time, just like we're at, I mean, I almost get more like the hassle now of like, cause sometimes you get people like, Oh, I just need to get a boat. I just want to have a boat. And I'm just thinking about like, I mean, I don't want to have to go through the hassle of getting no. that thing on a fucking trailer, backing it into the water, doing all this, doing all that. You know, I just kind of like, that's the shit. Like it's not even all like the maintenance of the boat. It's like, getting it from point A to point B and then like getting back home, like, Oh, there's not even a fucking parking spot. Fuck. And have to go circle around like five times this massive ass thing, you know? So that's the shit. Yeah. But like, it's the small stuff like that. that stops me from doing a lot in life. I'm not going to lie. Well, yeah. Well, plus I don't like those. Um, the best way to sort of look at a lot of that stuff is like the unnatural sort of sports, I guess you can kind of say, you know, where it takes <laughs> all this equipment. <laughs> well, you know what I mean? Like it's like skiing is a perfect example of that slash snowboarding. You know, it's not just like you just go out and you go, hey, it just snowed. I'm going to ski through the woods and look at me go. No, no, no. Like, you know, it's like, let's go up there. Let's plow the living daylights out of this mountain all summer long. 
You know what I mean? Let's toss these trees, get them the fuck out of here. You know what I mean? Let's put up all these buildings and shit and put in a bunch of machines that are going to tow people up because they're too fucking lazy to walk up a hill, you know? And then we're going to have them skiing down and snowboarding down. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like, sometimes, like, I think about all that kind of stuff in there, you know, where, you know, like something like I, the kind of like, you golfing. know, like surfing, surfing is kind of like, well, yeah, golfing's in that same category too. Like, you know how much destruction it takes just to, it's not just like you're swinging fucking golf balls out in the middle of nowhere, you know, no, no, no. They got to plow it all down, you know, take out all the stuff, yada, yada, yada. Very similar to skiing. Um, where it's like something like surfing, you're like, well, what does surfing really take? Well, you've got to make a board, put and even some people get away without even having a board, but, um, that's about it. You know, it's it's not like you have to go out there and start plowing the fucking ocean down just to make your surf. Yeah, you don't have to get like a bunch of people just like, okay, now <laughs> like they get a big wave for it or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, so so it doesn't have that. Like so I always kinda all those kind of things there. And then I also like, you know, because you know, nowadays like skiing it's like one of those ones where it's like to go like for one day, like at a cheap resort is like a hundred and like 40 bucks if you do and that's if you own your equipment you throw in if you have to rent or anything like that you could be out there for like a 250 dollars day and i look at that kind of stuff and go like unless uh you're willing to try out for the olympics like what's the point of skiing i hate to sort of say or like snowboarding like it's either all in or not at all like if you're if it's one of those things like i'm only gonna do it once or twice a year i don't you know but if it's something you you follow like you you get those guys like man i just follow the gnar wavage brah and you get those guys you know but then you get the if you get the people who just go around from like well where's it snowy where's it windy all year where they just go from place to place like that or do it as soon as i can i get that yeah. you know i totally get that yeah but but it's when you have the i mean i'm kind of there too you get those weekend warriors are the people who do do it only like a year once a year or twice a year you get those people where they just go on a big trip which if that's what you want to do more power to you but i'm just i don't know i just never really yeah here's the thing i actually see a lot of the um what's the word i'm looking for i actually see a lot of the fun and value and like wanting to go on a ski trip with a bunch of people i just don't give a shit about the skiing like I see yeah. one in the rent a cabin out in the in the woods with some friends and hang out and drink and party. I see that. It just can we leave the skiing out? That's my thing. Yeah. Well, and this is the way that I remember me and Cisco were talking about this like a while back because it's like I was like I would never go skiing ever again. He's like, yeah, neither would I. And I'm like, the way I look at it is, it's like, why would I put myself in a dangerous situation for no reason? Like, if it's like it's not going to pay off, I'm not making any money off this. It's not really doing anything for me. You know what I mean? There's much better exercises. If it, for anybody who thinks to use that as the the thing, like, oh, it's great exercise. Like that's like the same people that use the excuse that bicycling is good exercise. Um, you know, it's like one of those ones that um, it's like, yeah, no, 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 none of that or anything like that. But it's like, yeah, like Sonny Bono died that way. I, when I saw that at ten years old, I was like, that's it. it it's that right there. T- tell me everything. I watched this dude on TV growing up, and all of a sudden he crashed to a tree. Done never again so funny thing the one time my family went on a ski trip with some neighbors it was like the weekend when Sonny bono died and i was like <laughs> I, I you don't know geography of your kid like was it here was it up the hill you know they're just like okay ryan we're all gonna go skiing and you know like i was you know the neighbor's kid brought their sega genesis and sonic spinball just came out and i was like i mean 
we could go skiing and we could do that, but you know, Sonny Bono just died and Sonic Spinball just came out. So, you know, priorities. You know? Yeah, I'm <laughs> playing it safe. What if I died on like, what if I died like Sonny? Sonny Bono is a full grown man. He had, he probably had an Emmy. He probably, or Grammy. He probably like, he probably had a, he had a better idea of what he was doing than me. Okay, granted, these probably, they're probably not going to put you, all right, here's the sunny course, kid, you know, thrown down there. <laughs> the kid down like some export course. But I was like, as a kid, I was like, he probably had a better idea doing them with, with what I did. So what I was going to do, because it would have been my first time. So I was like, mm, no, nah, no, nah, I'm just going to be, I'm going to be the fat kid at home playing Sega Genesis all day. I'll, pl- I'll play in the snow when you guys get back. But no, this is me here. And that was like one of those definitely disappointed dad moments. Like, <laughs> I don't fucking believe this shit. The kid rather, the kid rather be inside playing this fucking hedgehog bullshit than going out and playing in the snow with his family. And like, yeah, I'm sorry. In this yeah. case, yeah, yeah. Well, that's one thing I've learned kind of like, you know, like when I, when I think about it, like once you're kind of old and you look back here, I kind of go and you hear those other stories where there's those people they are like, yeah, you know, like my parents were going vacation places or something like that. And they, they would, they, they were just cool. They're just like, they just brought the super Nintendo and just, you know, I'm like, you could just leave that in the hotel room. I don't need to go anywhere. And be totally fine with that. I'm like, I get that. When I, when I hear that, I'm like, I, I can see that. Like, it's not saying the other stuff's not interesting, but at the same time, let's be honest as a, like, as a kid, like, that's that's all i really wanted to be doing like you know like th- there we go there there it is right there it, everything's complete why leave <laughs> at that age at that age i i kind of understand that a little more i mean i think there still needs to be i think in all honesty i say this not being a parent but i but i feel like when you when like at some point you should probably chill. All right, buddy, come leave the house. Let's go do something else. I get that to an extent. Yeah. But at the exact same time as a kid, I understand the initial pushback and depending on what it is. And my thing, I wasn't like chronic. I don't want to die like Sonny Bono, but it was just like, <laughs> you know what? Um, I, mean, I mean, I was a kid who was like a little nervous about everything. The day, like the, um, the day, like it always happened on a fucking vacation too. Like the, the day, um, the, um, uh, Oklahoma bombing happened. We're uh, on our way to Lake Shasta and somewhere in the Bay Area, there's this big, tall bridge. You have to pass over this part of the Bay. And I was like, holy shit, what if he attacks the bridge? Like that that was in Oklahoma. What if he has friends? You know, so like, just like that kind of shit. So the time we're going over the bridge, like someone's going to bomb this fucking thing. Someone's going to bomb this fucking thing. So I was very influenced on whatever was happening in the world at that time. So Sony Bona died, Oklahoma City bombing. I'm sorry, I'd rather just stay inside and play Sonic Spinball today. Okay, don't judge me. It's safer here. <laughs> but, um, but at the same time, though, like uh, it, it's one of those things where I kind of get like a, I, I understand from both sides, like disappointed parent, like why could the kid not want to come out? Because I, mean, I did go out and do stuff eventually, you know, on that trip. Just that day, I was like, mm, no, playing it safe. But other stuff, though, like I, I do kind of get it. But I think sometimes parents kind of forget, like the what it is to be a kid and realize I think every generation in some ways, maybe not to the parent, but every generation of childhood probably gets a little better each time in a lot of cases, I think. Cause mm-hmm. so I remember sometimes hearing parents like, I can't like, you know, be at like a family gathering and there'll be a bunch of like old people 
Like, and I don't mean old as Nick. Oh, they're 40. I mean, <laughs> just like, old just like a like, bunch of fucking old crows just sitting around, like, bitching about the youth. Well, to an extent, but I remember there would be times where, like, you know, like, it would be like, it would be like a big family gathering. There'd be a bunch of, like, you know, like, people, like, in the, like, a bunch of old fucks in their 60s and older been complaining about like, eating like caramel candies yes you know and like <laughs> dry trail mix or whatever you know and then, like, and then coca-cola's from 1898 <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> able to like crack it open with their teeth or whatever with their dentures you know and then like and then complaining about like why do the kids rather play their Game Boy than sit here and explain their school and we could tell them what it was like when we were in school? Like, why the fuck would they want to do that? <laughs> why the fuck would they want to do that? Yeah, yeah, that? Christmas stuff always brings that kind of memory up. Like, why the fuck are the kids... Why do you guys sit here and play Pinochle? Of course the kid's going to want to play, like, A Bug's Life on Game Boy Color. What the fuck are you talking about, you know? <laughs> well it's funny because it's like so many times it goes ahead it's like we're now at that point where like okay it's where now there's like the adults and they're like hey kids come on we, we got some fucking video games in there and they're like whoa 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 i'm i'm good dude but they're video games no 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 that's not for me and you're like, it's like the most bizarre thing ever it's like wow they turn down video games now spirit what do you got this fucking better than video games on that phone? Let's be honest. Give me that fucking piece of shit. You don't got that something better than video games on there. <laughs> <laughs> now you're just making shit up. Are you talking about... Are, are, wait, so is this you at, like, Laura's family's place? Yeah, I've just seen it with multiple times with kids that video games aren't the cool thing like they once were. Like, hmm. you know, I'm not saying that there's kids that don't play games. Of course, there's the Fortnite kids who are like, what do you play there? Fortnite! Well, what else are you play? Who fucking cares? <laughs> and you're like okay okay but then there's a kid just like yeah video games is like like give they give a flying fuck probably depends it's on not the like they look like they're fucking sporty game. kids or anything like that like you know like they'd be rather be out throwing the old like you know pig leather around or something like that no 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 <laughs> <laughs> you know no 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 the, like, like they definitely don't look like those either so it's bizarre you know, because I just picture like in the '90s, if some like old uncle-looking figure came in, it was like, "Yo, Spencer, you want to play some fucking video games?" I'd be like, "Fuck yeah!" You're like, "Okay, we're gonna put on fucking heavy metal as well too, both the music and the movie. It's got nudity in it, and it's animated. Fucking awesome! You want to learn to gamble? <laughs> Best Christmas ever!" <laughs> Exactly. You know, nowadays it's like you know, you, you went in there with like that attitude. Out and you're not winning any favors. Granted, that would probably still work on me though. I mean, I'd be like, I'd still be excited for <laughs> like I know how to gamble, but okay. I already seen heavy metal, but let's watch it again. Oh, on VHS too. Cool. Even better. <laughs> he has the he has the he has it on vinyl too. Yeah. Um, so, no, so, 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 yeah, we, we are now at that transitional period where now, now the video games, like, or at least video games is like their, their normal incarnations are not nearly as, are, are, are losing a little bit of the youth. I guess I haven't had many interactions. I guess most of my, I either have like nephews on my side of the family are all like old enough to where 
they like video games and they st- they play them still, or they got like they're old enough to they're hanging out with their girlfriend at Christmas or Thanksgiving or something like that, you know. Or my um, wife's side of the family, all my nephews and nieces are like all just just like so young. They 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 they. they I'm not going to say I'm their favorite uncle, but they're always excited to come over there because, oh, I have switch, I have a switch. I have a video game. I actually know what some of the it's actually kind of funny. Like, I'm not I'm not complaining. I love my in-laws, but it's kind of funny because they just know, oh, he likes old video games and some of these cartoons or whatever the fuck, you know, so that like, you know, they know that I like Sonic and their kid likes Sonic. Oh, so Ryan, do you know what Paw Patrol is like? I, I know of it. No, I don't. I don't. I don't follow Paw Patrol. Like you know, it's just like you sure oh, okay. like a big fan. Well, we got you this present for Christmas. <laughs> you know, here's an extra large Paw Patrol shirt. We know you're borderline autistic, so here, here's a here's a plushie of Chase. You know, no, um, but like it's like <laughs> like it was just one of those things where it's. Just, kind of like I, I was like oh no I, I i don't know that one but it was just one of those things of like i was just like it's just like oh he likes mario he took him to see the mario movie he likes sonic oh we're connecting the dots you know this ladybug shit the kid's talking about like i i, I don't know the ladybug shit no sorry <laughs> like, <laughs> so one of yeah, the, so yeah. i'm now just like i'm like oh me that's your special uncle he's a special needs uncle he could connect with you easier <laughs> They don't say that or nothing. Just but if you, if you guys somehow just don't sit it, on his lap. Oh, don't do not take it there. Do not take it there, dude. Do not. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> Fuck. Especially when he's got only his Paw Patrol shirt on. Yeah, don't don't take it there. Don't take it. There. We're just assuming. We're just assuming. Yeah. No. Um, like, he's like, no, no, no. I, I don't fucking like Paw Patrol. Well, okay, Ryan. Okay, Ryan. We'll take the shirt back, I guess. <laughs> guess you're not getting this. No Christmas gift for you this year. <laughs> <laughs> so start packing them all up. You know what? We're we're out of here. <laughs> <laughs> no, they don't. No, that, I'm not. It's not something that happens every time. It was just like one or two things like that. Like, oh, am I just the giant? Like, like, am I just the giant? Like, child here in this? I guess I'm the giant child. All right. This, if you guys somehow hear this, which I doubt, but if you somehow hear this, I'm not offended. Just putting that out there. I just thought it was kind of funny. But anyway, that's to my in-laws. They stumble across this one episode. You know. <laughs> the, one, the only one they check out and get this far in. Yeah, they probably like, <laughs> your family checks out an episode. I'm like, you guys didn't make it far. I know you didn't make it far. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, let's be honest. Especially when like you don't listen to podcasts in general too. I feel like the the, the format itself would be kind of a weird one. Like it's like okay, if this was gonna be the very first thing you ever jumped into, you know? Yeah, especially that part's gonna like, throw you off. Like, oh, and they are talking about Street Fighter. I have no idea what that is. Off, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, whatever that is. Some fuck called you know. Sam Peckinpah. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, all, all the old stuff. Uh, but, but yeah, no, I, I don't know. I was thinking of regarding uh, some Christmas stuff. Um, I was thinking because, like, why I was in the states, I was watching because you know I see Home Alone every year, just about, and I was uh-huh. a little like. You know what? I like Home Alone, but I feel like 
I've seen it too many times. I could probably take two years without watching it just to refresh myself because I feel like I know it like the back of my hand. It's always on at someone's house during Christmas, whether volume's on on or off. So watching Home Alone 2 uh, for the first time in a long time. And maybe unpo- unpopular opinion, I like that one more. Mm-hmm. But there's something kind of interesting about home alone as a franchise just sticking to the first two because the first two are the only ones that really matter no disrespect to the cast and crew of the other ones first two are the only ones that really matter um it is kind of like i don't think it's intentional but and this isn't me trying to be like overly politically correct or anything but i do think it is a very classist like look at these fucking annoying poor people <laughs> like I, that, that, I almost kind of feel like it wasn't their intention to do that but it kind of comes across that way but in some way that kind of makes it a little funny when you stop and think about it because if you really break down home alone i think it's really the producers and the writers are okay we got to make it fun for the parents we also got to make something fun for the kids so we got to make it visually interesting so let's give it a big house Make it a big house, something visually interesting, something fun to look at. We got to explain why the house is there. So the parents are wealthy, okay, or they're really well off, whatever. But then, like, all the things that keep them from getting home, they got to find a way to things that keep them from getting home. So you have, like, the mom and the dad just being some of the worst fucking people like and even in the first one there's a part where like there's a lady there's a french lady on the phone and she's just like it's an emergency excuse me american he'll call you back <laughs> like like you know, you yeah that lady was fucking talking to. she could have just said like how many bodies how many bodies <laughs> is is lemire <laughs> among them is lemire among them you know like you have no idea what the fuck that conversation was right there and then you think about like the wet bandits like here come these fucking poor people coming in and trying to steal our shit you know and then like thinking back on like the the the, the second one the aside from the wet bandits coming back the villains are hotel staff which are people like we just gotta do our like rob schneider and like tim curry like we really curry. just want to do our fucking job we just you know tim curry's just like i'm just they make him kind of kind of slimy in the way tim curry is but he's asking legitimate questions let's be honest yep yeah it's weird because it's like you know it comes from john hughes and it, it goes to show that maybe his like his, his life changed because you know like it's much different than a uh, vacation like how that feels like a pretty like real normal family you know you know maybe just slightly you know a little variation of blue collar i guess his dad's in preservatives but um you know like there's don't see anything too special about that and that's only like 10 years before these movies and then it's all of a sudden it's like i don't know john hughes maybe gets his money he's like you know what i fucking hate poor people the service the staff (laughs) yeah well i'm thinking on it and i'm just kind of like like I don't think it's really intentional. I don't think they really do hate people. I think just they they put themselves like they. I'm not by any means offended by it. I still like both those movies. I just think it's kind of interesting because you really the family is fucking horrible. It is a yep. really horrible fucking family. And Kevin, yeah, sure, he's a spoiled rich kid, whatever. But there's enough to make you kind of like his family is so sh- shitty in comparison that it kind of mm-hmm. makes you kind of root for Kevin a little bit. Like the idea that like in the second one, they're at a school play and his big brother is being a dick to Kevin in front of everybody. And Kevin's like, 
motherfucker and like socks him in the stomach and like apparently ruins the play and it's like kevin how could you do that like you all saw what the fuck buzz was doing and then like you know like yeah well you know what he said he was sorry he said he was sorry in a very fake condescending way you guys could fucking tell like no kevin we couldn't because we trust buzz because he's a good boy unlike you he's like well fuck you i hope you all fucking die i fucking hate christmas i want to see you again you know just this whole freak out like you know like well it happened last year maybe it happened good again this year god i hope you all fucking die like you know it's like oh looks at the camera i got my christmas wish again <laughs> which is basically it's kind of like they both open up more or less just that effect more like, <laughs> like i'm just thinking yeah. about that and even like like even when you think about like no offense to macaulay culkin but when he was a kid he was just he was just a cute little kid he really wasn't a good actor it really feels like he's reading off the cue cards so when like says like oh what's this poor people like hey guys if you want to like you know pay if if the welfare money ran out you might want to try recording upstairs hopefully you're like your shoes don't break on the way up because you're so fucking poor. You got it from the discount store. I call you motherfucker. They run up and then like, you know, breaks his legs like, oh, I hope you're like, I hope your health plan covers that. Oh, wait, you're probably too poor to afford that too. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha this character, he's going to have like no knowledge about like, you know, because <laughs> really like the wet maidens could also even be like, they, they could just be normal, like blue collar working guys of like Chicago that, you know, all these rich people have moved in and outpriced them, and now they're just taking the revenge on it. So, you know, but by that point, they could be freedom fighters. <laughs> they could be they could be totally, like, they got gentrified out of their neighborhood. Like, we used to live in this fucking house, you know, like that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, 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 our entire family's lived in this house. <laughs> Not just 10 of you. That, that goes back to the other thing, because in the first one, you know, he's scared. All right. The, the first guy, because every movie, there's somebody there, like even the third one, there's somebody the kid is scared of and or doesn't like. And then he learns that, oh, they're nicer due to these circumstances or whatever. Like the first one, it was more of just an urban legend. He heard the guy yeah, who yeah. assaulted the streets was like a mm, serial killer or something like that. But he was just some lonely old man. The second one, though, it is a homeless Irish lady living in the park. And when he's and she just covered in birds and everything he could see when he's like, walking around in new york at night he comes across like just some lady it's maybe the middle of the day too he comes across some lady with pigeons he's like <gasps> poverty and just runs away you know <laughs> and, like, and, then, and then later he has like a sweet moment with her and they kind of like build a little bit of a relationship to an extent and then like she saves him or whatever and then he goes out you know the they're in this giant, lavish, like the pen, the presidential suite at the end of like Home Alone 2. And he goes out to say hi to her. And granted, he like, I feel like two things happened. Like, I feel like there's they came to a crossroads in that because they could he could have invited her up to like come up to our penthouse. You don't have to stay out here in the cold and Christmas. You know, you could have done something sweet like that. But instead, like, Kevin, did you spend $900 on room service? And then, you know, then he, like, bolts off, like, fuck you, Merry Christmas. You know, just runs off. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> He's like, you spent $900? You're bringing some poor bitch covering fucking pigeons upstairs? Yeah, fucking pigeon shit everywhere. <laughs>
they could have done something like that. You know, they could have done like, you know, just that little nice extra of like, hey, you shouldn't be alone on Christmas. Oh, thank you, Kevin. Well, it's, that's your problem. I'm just saying you shouldn't. I'm not offering a solution. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're, you're the one standing here dressed like fucking Vulcan Raven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, well, that, that's like the thing. It's like, I think that's one of those ones, too, like, I noticed that a lot in movies where, like, you just see, like, sometimes just how fucking rich people are, like, and I've noticed that for many, many, many years by now, but, like, you'll just kind of see that, and it's kind of like, you look at some of that stuff, and you go, how the hell is anyone supposed to really relate to that? Like, let's be honest, you know, it's like one of those ones, there is a time and a place where, like, you don't need to relate to certain things, like, if you're watching, you know, you know, certain, like, kings and queens type stuff, you're like, well, I'm not supposed to relate, like, directly on, like, I get it, you know what I mean? I've been there, too, you know, but... I think sometimes, like when you see those movies like that, they're they're meant to be like people like act like they relate, but it's like you don't fucking relate to this family. Let's be honest, like you know, what I mean, probably if you knew this family in school, you'd be like, these guys are a bunch of fucking assholes. <laughs> well, I think it's also like I said, I think it's really just a lot of the things about those about Home Alone one and two are like explanations to in a way to make a kids move out wish fulfillment like you like the the concept of a kid by himself can do whatever he wants what wacky hijinks are you gonna get into you know and then the second one like how do we amp this up um well he took his dad first off the way he loses his kid in the second movie it's like motherfucker you you guys have a bad habit of losing this fucking kid you're like like Liam Neeson, like, taken, could give you guys some tips and, like, how to get the kid back. You know, what the fuck is going on here? You know, it's like, because he's like, you know, yet you lost this kid before and you got to make your fucking plane. And you say, all right, small child with stubby little legs that can't keep up with me. Follow me. Let's go. Here's like five grand. Hold on to that. Let's fucking go. And just like runs through the fucking, like, crowded ass airport on Christmas Eve. It's like, how did you like how did you think this was gonna happen the second time around it hasn't even been two years it's like one year apart dude yeah exactly like what's what's going on here but, you know. but anyway yeah i think it's a lot of it's just kind of like oh we got to find a way to make wish fulfillment they, you know i think there's a lot of kids like me if i had all that money and i was in new york i would get a limo and i would eat a pizza and i would go to like some toy store that only sells like toys from the 1800s as well as some kind of like dinosaur slippery gack thing whatever that shit was you know and then yeah and then like yeah, well, I, I think i was gonna say he's gonna make explanations for it yeah well and i think that's the thing too is like as a kid i think that's also why like that house is sort of designed the way it is is it wants to it, you want to make it look like wow that looks fucking awesome look at all the possibilities he has there and all the stuff he can use because I think that is always a big thing as a kid is you just kind of dream like a lot more what ifs, you know, it's the, it's the classic, like, what if I won the Toys R Us, like 15 minute, all you can, you know, shove in my cart shopping spree. What would I do with that? You know, kind, kind of that sort of like mentality and so on like that. Or if you're Macaulay Culkin, you're like, well, what if I was Macaulay Culkin? I got to hang out with Michael Jordan and Michael Jackson, the two big MJs. <laughs> at the same party you know <laughs> rocking around the yeah. christmas tree with those guys yeah and marilyn monroe or whatever the other cutout was but um um i'm thinking on that like like i was thinking like 
I honestly think you could do like, and I don't mean like, oh, like Saw. No, I don't mean like Saw. But uh, like you could do like a dark version of that where the kid is like a little fucking sociopath. And it's not like, oh, he's being kind of funny. Like, no, no, he is a sociopath, but he has the same cadence and like jokiness and and, like calmness. Because that's the other thing about like Kevin and like Home Alone is he's so fucking calm and he's so like this has been plotted out for many years you know i've this is like he does kind of have that weird like super villain kind of like hmm well we will see poor people won't we we will see you know so like he's never really that scared that many times so i'm just kind of like if you were to like do like a dark comedy thing where you you know like it where it's like an r-rated version of home alone more or less (laughs) Yeah, well, there's so many of the things he does in Home Alone that, like, it's like, okay, if this was realistic, like, there would be so much more violence and gore and so on like that. Because some of those traps are, like, you know, they, they pass them off Looney Tunes, like, wacky, but, like, like if that was real or real life, like, that would be very brutal. <laughs> well, some of them get me still. Like, it's not the – there's the big – audacious ones where it's like someone gets hit in the face with like a paint can or someone gets like, you know, like hitting the balls with something where you, you laugh about it, all the slapstickness of it. Then there's the ones that get real for a minute or one of them like steps on a nail like that yeah. for a minute, just cause that's just so much more real, so much more viable, you know? So, and well, isn't it nail and tars together? Like, yeah, no, he's like, it yeah, was something like, like really fucked up. Like, where not only do you get stabbed, but then you can't get your foot back up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, that is some real seal, ser- serial killer shit. And then the, um, the hand thing, although we were, he, like, scarred Joe Pesci's hand with the, um, burning the, the electricity um, knob no burning the knob oh, yeah that, the... no that that's right yeah yeah, yeah. That, that's what i mean like he's, he's he's doing some stuff there like i would almost would like to see like what like home alone would be like with like a trailer park kid who just happened to be really like creative but then just went really to town on that <laughs> well, got like, nothing to lose home alone with a potential school shooter yeah <laughs> 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 just like he's just turning that on to like i'm not saying he's like like he's like it would be one of those kind of kids but like and like just the idea of like you take someone who's you know yeah got a little bit different set of skills and maybe not nearly as you know you know it's not fun and wacky the same way i would still it's like serious. give it like, give it like the fun like to, to the kid it's kind of like give it kind of like the fun and wackiness but the violence actually happens and the movie's not aware that it's kind of fucked up. Like, Oh, look at that. <laughs> and someone's yeah. their jaw, like, fuck, fuck, like mouth pouring, blood pouring. <laughs> yeah. From getting smashed in the face of a paint can. <laughs> yeah. And it has the, you still have the goofy, like slippery. So like, like type sound effects, but it's like ultra violent, you know? Yeah. No, I, I think that would be an interesting way to kind of go about it. Just, <laughs> just to just to take it to that level you know <laughs> i support that I, I i guarantee you i guarantee i mean it wouldn't surprise me the least bit if there's like a street to streaming or street to video movie a street to dvd movie like where someone just like it's home alone but it's r-rated and fucked up i wouldn't surprise me if someone did that or if someone's yeah. at least pitched that a couple of times yeah, you you know somebody's got to kind of run across. I mean, even like the safe way would be to make it a dark comedy. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I think that could be the way. If you if you try to do it serious, would be the one would be like that'd be the ballsy version of it. 
I would actually go for more of the dark comedy because I'm not going to lie. Sometimes the whole thing of like, it's this thing from your childhood, but it's fucked up. It's like, I mean, you can do that. It can work depending on what it is. But a lot of the times it just feels like you're fucking trying hard. Like, especially if like you got like a bear and like yeah, the, that, the that's poop ex- killer thing. Yeah, just that's like, yeah, exactly especially if you only have the rights to poo and piglet and you only have like a $200 budget, then like, what's the fucking point you know yeah. the, the, the go fucking hard if you're gonna do or don't even do just make another slasher film i would do some like not this exactly but to bring it back to christmas for a second like um like woodland critter satanic christmas something kind of like that where they look cute, yeah cuddly but they're doing some kind of like animalistic ritual that's all like rather than just being like oh look it's uh you know it's it's pool bear but he's got sharp teeth but it's like it's like oh no it's it kind of looks familiar, but also the colors are a little muted and they're also kind of calls back to some kind of like Viking pagan shit, you know, just something kind of like that. Like, I think that's always infinitely more scary than just like, you know, trying to make it just a standard slasher type thing. You're making our Blumhouse film. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, you know, go A24 with it. I mean, A24 is not always fantastic i think a lot of a24 movies are great i think i have an a24 movie or two on my list for this year but um just that more weirder artsier approach i think is usually by this point i just kind of like that more for horror in all honesty yeah well it's like one of those ones like i just don't like some like some of those like it's many of the modern horror movies like in general it's like that they've all kind of fallen prey to that kind of generic kind of like okay here's the here's the scares it's almost like horror by the like the numbers kind of is like how so many of them are made you jump scares well jump scares are one of them but like there's a lot of stuff in them and just where like it just feels like they're just kind of the same thing over and over again nobody's putting any real creativity into it or you're not doing a lot enough like of uh of literally having the old school like where you can have fear without having to have any jump scares or anything like that. And it can just be all like in the sort of the background. Yeah. I kind of like the slow burn kind of fear. And I feel like a lot of, not always, but a lot of a 24 shit is usually that, but um, it's also kind of a case by case basis, kind of like more of just the unsettlingness or the uncomfortableness of it. Um, Mm -hmm. Going back to like, I was actually, um, I didn't finish it, but I started. Did you uh, by chance see that? Because um, I was looking for new Christmas specials because, you know, you're, you have your five Christmas movies you watch maybe a year or so. Um, did you see, I, I didn't finish it, but did you see uh, Merry Little Batman? No, I did see that kind of pop up on Amazon or whatever it was, but. It's okay so far. It's one of those movies you watch and it's kind of like, I like certain ideas about this. And I think this could be really cool and there's some moments but it's also like it, it, it's also one of those things like it is more of a kids thing i know it's you know, yeah. it's a cartoon i know it's i know it's a cartoon but it's also doing some of those things where well, only a, someone who grew up in the 90s or the 80s would get this joke or this reference there's literally a um because you know they, they make the art styles kind of weird they make it look kind of like um like a, a children's chris like the art style looks kind of like this um best way i can think of describe it like a children's picture book from the nineties. Like that also kind of has that Nickelodeon kind of aesthetic. You, you know what I mean? It has okay. that, that kind of look, which is fitting because it's a Christmas movie. Um, and it also, um, 
the Chris, the musical Christmas choices are actually pretty good because they, they go with some big ones, but it's not, they're not all immediately ones you, you think of, you know, like they, it opens up with the kinks, father Christmas, you know? Uh-huh. Um, and there's some like deep cut Batman jokes in there, but then there's also like, it's just a little too kind of kitty. I might finish it eventually, but we'll kind of take my time on that one. Um, when I, when I'm, when, when I'm done watching die hard for the second time, maybe, you know, um, <laughs> But, um, but there's like, like they actually have a scene that I, I could have appreciated this where, cause the kid, you, do you know who the little Batman is by chance? You see the trailer? No, I haven't, I haven't seen anything on it except for the banner. So Batman's retired from Gotham and now, uh, he has Damien is his kid, but his, his, his kid was, he wasn't raised by league of assassins. He had a very normal childhood and he's basically in Bruce, Bruce Wayne is voiced by Luke Wilson and he's very, you know, bat dad, very, you know, very dad oriented, you know, and, um, and, um, the kid just wants to be just like his dad, but, you know, so he's, he's not Damian Wayne. He's a happy go lucky little kid who wants to be like his dad, which I get, but at the same time, I'm like, I think there's other ways you could have gone about this, but whatever, (laughs) you know? And then like, and then like, uh, at some point though, some villains come in and they basically try to home alone the Wayne Manor. And I kind of like that because, you know, he tries mm-hmm. to, the kid does some Batman stuff to, to dealing with the people trying to home. There's some blatant home alone references and nods. Which are, okay. Okay, cool. You're not just doing Batman stuff. That's good. But then as it goes on, it gets a little bit more of like, uh, okay, okay. You're doing this. All right. It's not the word. It's, it's not, wasn't bad, but it was just one of those yeah. things kind of like you, you hear the concept, like, a family friendly Batman Christmas movie. Like I, I can actually, in a, in an unironic way, I see a lot of potential for that, but I was just, I don't know. I just, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate to start saying it. it has that feeling of that. Uh, it's like, like it was made by a bunch of people who aren't really into Batman, but they like the idea of Batman, like kind of stuff. Like, or they're, they're not experts on Batman. They just know kind of who Batman is and so on. And they think they can just kind of run with it and make a story out of it. You know, like that, that's sort of how it sort of sounds to me. It's kind of what it was. I mean, there was some different, there's some people, they definitely had some deep cuts, but then again, I think like a lot of deep cuts, you can do a quick Wikipedia search on stuff this day and age. You you know what I mean? And um, at the same time, it's also like, I mean, I, cause I guess I'm just thinking about like, you can still do a family friendly animated Batman movie. that would be really funny. Like Lego Batman, you know? So um, yeah. There, there. It's possible, but at the same time, like, I just put it on. Like, I just see what this is all about, you know. And but I just reached my Home Alone. That the Home Alone part of this popped in my head. I mean, Joker flat out kills the two Home Alone goons. They're not real. They're not. They're not. They're not the wet bandits. But the people who are more or less the what's supposed to be the wet bandits. He kills them. Like, okay, you guys went hard there. He he drowned them in the stuff that makes candy canes. Wasn't expecting that, but you know. <laughs> yeah. So oh, there is unless they pop up at the end, which I didn't get to the end. But sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, as I said, it's, it sounds interesting, um, but yeah, I don't know. It's one of those media ones where it's like, oh, okay, you know, if I if I saw it, I guess, but I don't know. It, it just was one's like, yeah. It's very, you know, moments, you know, but moments that I haven't finished it. Who knows? Maybe maybe I'll finish it before Christmas. And I'll be like, oh, my God, finish it. And once you get to the last <laughs> act, holy shit, bro, holy shit. You know, but I doubt that's going to Everything changes, you know. It changed my yeah. life. It's my favorite movie now. 
I know it's like that 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 thing almost took up a slot that a DCU movie coming out probably was supposed to be. <laughs> nah, it's not making the list. I don't think I have one DC movie on my list this year. Well, it's not that they. Um... I, mean, I still got to see Aquaman, but you know. Yeah, yeah, well, it is Aquaman. But I mean, like I was thinking about the animated one. It's like the animated ones were all like they were all good, but there was nothing like standout-ish for a while. That's all I can think about. I didn't even like see every- Apocalypse War, but you never got around to tell me about it. So. Oh yeah, that one there. I was like, which one was that one again? Like, oh, that's one of the three stories in it. And they all kind of like interconnect and so on. Uh, it was still interesting. I still enjoyed it. It's one of those ones where. Um, I felt, like, but like most of them, I don't know what it is. It's like like none of them have stood out. Like they've they've all been like that kind of like good, but it's almost like they 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 kind of haven't got ballsy enough to tr- you know be radical or it doesn't just feel nearly as fresh. Maybe I'm not too sure. It, it's sort of like uh, I think it's just a lot of things kind of going on. With a lot of the superhero things is like they've sort of like they all feel like they're even still kind of having that like sort of same old same old run, and some, something just needs like a little bit more excitement turned up or something like that. Well, they're already doing a reboot again. They're already doing Christ's on Infinite Earth, and they have a part one and a part two coming out. So I'm like, ooh, already? Shit, it's not even been 10 years, guys. For um, the animated universe? For this new animated universe, yeah. Oh, yeah people, they, they love that fucking Crisis on Infinity Earth stuff. Like, it's like one of those ones. Like, like that to me is like, I don't, know, I don't know what it is about that. People just love that for some reason, intermixing you know, different dimensions, changing the characters all around again. Like, it's just like, eh. it, It's fun for a minute. Like, if you say something kind of like, okay, we're going to build a Justice League out of alternate universe, like, superheroes. Or alternate, so, okay, so here is, um, here's Dark Knight Returns, Batman. Here's Wonder Woman from Dead Earth. Here's, yeah. like, here's, like, like OG Superman or Kingdom Come Superman, something like that. Like if I can, I can see the the fun of doing that. But when that becomes, when you get like two or three of those a year, I know that team I just said doesn't exist. But but if you get those like every other year, and you got an excuse to like kill off this character to bring in the alternate version of them or whatever, you know, just for the other original version to come back later or something, or just to mer- I don't know. It's all getting a little old. It's just getting old, you know? So yeah, and, uh, just, yeah. I'm not sure no, if superheroes like, are go ahead. Sorry. Uh, I was going say, it, it's just like in a lot of times at the end of the day, it's like, it's just the old bread and butter version. A lot of times is like, like how about you just make better stories with that character instead? It feels like it's like, I don't know. It's just that thing when they try to like pull that stuff in there, it just seems like it, it seems like a real easy writing thing where it's just like almost like lazy writing to try to get more active engagement out of your audience. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is kind of sad because I remember there's a point where I mean, I'm not, nothing I'm going to lose any sleep over, but there was a point where like whenever like a bad or, or not even a bad, like a movie, like a, a Marvel movie would come out and people would like like it, but it wouldn't like it didn't blow the the, the roof off. It didn't blow the roof off a lot of people. So they'd yeah. just be like, 
Oh, so this is the beginning of the end. I think this is clearly the end of the superheroes. You know, just jerking off while they're writing this fucking, like, piece about why, you know, cinema's, this is truly the death of cinema and this and that. And and you're like, all right, dude, stop fucking huffing your own farts. Yes, I'm Marvel movies are not the only thing I watch, but come on, you're being, you're being a little fucking yeah. pretentious film snob here. And then after a while, you know, like a movie would come out, wouldn't be that great, but then, like, a movie or two later would come out like, okay, they're back on track. But lately it's been like, they haven't been like, not every movie has been God awful or anything, but they've been a very yeah. like, Oh, another one of these. Okay. And I think it's going to take like guardians three was really good, but like for a while, like most of them have just been like, Oh, one of these again. And I think that that's starting to show for a lot of people. And I think that maybe we are at that point of like, not that another superhero movie is never going to happen, but maybe we're at that point where they're, not going to happen as frequently and not everything's going to be connected to a universe after a little while. Cause Marvel's already getting ready to reboot. I, at least I believe if they're building up the secret war or whatever, you know? Yeah. No, and I do think that's kind of it. I think it's just, the thing is, is they got, they got too safe with everything. They found a formula. They found, you know, a design structure and they just have been kind of aping that over and over and over again. Instead of realizing that, like, this goes with anything in cinema, what makes good cinema is when you do stuff that's kind of radically different or you combine different elements or you try different things. That's what makes it more interesting, you know what I mean? Because that's, in a sense, what made the superhero movies work in the 2000s is because there was a lot of things that's like, well, this is the interesting way to go about it because, one, you just never seen stuff like this on screen before and so on like that. But by about the 2000, like, you know, past the 2010s, once they kind of figured it all, like the, yeah, this is all we need to do and this will hit all the buttons, right? They, they just kind of milked that a little bit too long. Yeah, yeah. And hopefully they get back on track. I mean, you know, it's not like no, no good superhero movies kind of has come out in the last couple of years. I mean, you know, like I said, Guardians 3 came out this year. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse came out. And then even yeah. before that, there was like the Batman and... um um, there's another one, but it's there. You know, I'm, trying, I'm trying to blank. There, yeah. There's other, you know, there, there's, you know, it's never really a total dry spell, but it's just, I think that will, you know, like any number of things, it has. It's people keep on making the where the the western comparison, but like there's way more westerns than there were superhero movies. But superhero movies, I guess, didn't like. I don't know. It's not that I think they oversaturate the market. I just think there's they two come out they come out too close together, you know. So yeah. And, well, plus yeah. westerns had like a seventy year run before they started to like people started to get bored of them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there, there there was a long run of those, you know, um, literally since the eighteen hundreds. But um, yeah, no. It'll be interesting to see. As I said, that's what they gotta do is just kind of just just kind of spike them with a little bit of new flavor and, and you know try. And said, all you gotta do is pull stuff out straight out of the comics. Is it's like, it's like that. It's all right there. It's like that your fucking gold is sitting there, but no one wants to read it too hard. So I want to just look at the pictures really quickly and we figure it out. And then uh, I know better than that because you know I went to film school, so I'm better than a comic book writer. You yeah, know, so they start getting that fucking attitude going. And, he just says that, just banging a keyboard. Yeah, like I don't read. I, I watch movies, you know. Um, but so I don't know. I, I, yeah, as I said, like none of them have been bad. They just they're just kind of like that that like middle. Like yeah, that was good. But, 
it did it did a dark night me like i guess you know like that or feel like a watchman or something like where you know okay here's something different you know or even like things like you know i know these are kind of different but like sin city and things like that or 300 like those all had a very unique different feel to each one of those ones i'm just imagining a little kid just sitting on santa's lap being like what do you want for christmas billy like i want marvel to start making really good movies again as well as dc none of the straight to streaming bullshit like oh i'm right there with you kid <laughs> yeah like right, here, you gotta fill, fill out this pain you know, like this tension i got going <laughs> You know, I have a, I have a, I have a, I have a change.org petition going. If you want to jump on this, <laughs> here it's, this is to Bob Iger and that fuck David Zaslav. Like, oh, cool, yeah. Yeah, you can also donate there too. <laughs> no, I'm okay. You're not fucking figuring. Get cold for Christmas, you little fucking bastard. What? Nothing. Thanks for the signature. Get the fuck out. <laughs> this is the santa like every time like a kid gets down the kid's saying like oh yeah that that, so i want like you know a switch and a skateboard for christmas well that's fantastic but you know what santa santa could use a little help with something too what's that if you just sign this right here just find this little signature just take your little finger just scribble right here on this ipad like uh what's this for it's saying that you're gonna help make santa's dreams come true (laughs) what the fuck is that the mom comes over and just looks like oh okay yeah okay go for it yeah okay yeah change that org no it's never gonna happen now but okay (laughs) yeah it's it's got it you know once 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 change.org had like make dante's hair white again like oh you guys just fucking ruined it no one's gonna take this website fucking seriously yeah i think it's all kinds of it was a devil it's like it sounds like a nice idea until you realize that anybody can make their own thing so then they pretty much means that they're worth nothing yeah like shit no okay i mean obama had to address the why they can't make a death star change.org but now which was kind of like okay okay someone was listening okay haha but then just like oh dante's hair huh all right fuck well it's worth a shot boys oh but yeah yeah all, all that stuff so well there's all sorts of these uh fun-filled you know christmas movies and so on you can kind of still go out and watch they're definitely pushing them hard on any streaming thing on all their ads and what have you you know if you have a um if you probably had like a more recent like recent within the last five years christmas movie like not one of these super obvious classic ones what's one you'd probably recommend like a new movie no like let's say five years if you can think i don't know i don't know I almost don't really watch Christmas movies, so um, it's like if once in a blue moon I'll throw one on like in June or something like that. But I don't even know. As I said, not the only one I really watch is ever like Jingle All the Way, just because I was watching that. It. <laughs> I gotta watch that. I was planning on saving that one for Christmas Eve. Um, yeah, as I said, because I just don't, I don't know. It's weird. Like I'm like one of those people. Like I just don't get in that Christmas mood or anything like that too much, you know. I watched I Scrooge the- like a couple months ago. <laughs> so we're like, which one did you go to? It's a gravitator towards the one named Scrooge, you know. But that one kind of like, 
movie was okay. It reminded me, it was like all the issues that Quentin Tarantino always tells me of what happens in a Bill Murray movie. I'm like, oh yeah, that's exactly what it is. He's a tall ass, tall ass, tall ass, tall ass. Very end of the movie, hard turn to not an ass anymore. No, no real logical sense. I haven't heard Tarantino rip into Bill Murray, but I can. That's one of those things because every so often, because I mean. I, I kind of he makes a lot of good points whenever he has like his opinions on stuff, but like on like movies and all that. But sometimes I feel like he's being a contrarian. Granted, I haven't made a couple of the greatest movies ever made, but at the exact same time, I get a little kind of like, all right, all right, and you're just being a, kind of a contrarian right now. But at the exact other times, like, yeah, I see what he means here, though. You know, so I didn't think about the Bill Murray. I got, and I'm curious to know, like, because everyone loves Bill Murray, so for him to be like, you know what, I just never really liked Bill Murray that much. He just, yeah, it's he, 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 didn't, he didn't say he didn't like Bill Murray. He just oh. said that every Bill Murray movie is he's he's like that's the only thing that's always bothered me about him is he's always a total ass total ass the whole way through the movie you know everything like that and then at the very end of the movie he just has this hard turn and then all of a sudden he's the nicest guy in the world he's like that happens so often and he's like we're like chevy chase movies chevy chase will be an ass the whole movie and he's the he's an ass at the very end of the movie like nothing's changed he's like i, I like that and that's just like he's his whose character is I feel like there's a there's a steady progression in Groundhog Day, but in Scrooge they get what you mean. Granted, yeah, that Scrooge one, is a, it, it is just like I mean, yeah, a hard a turn right Carol. there. That's a Christmas Carol yeah. though, so I, I kind of get why. At the same time though, um, it's one of those things of like uh, what was it? It was um, uh, yeah, I guess recent Christmas movie. Um, I'm going to actually recommend Klaus. I know that's a really family-friendly one, not a very edgy yeah. one, but Klaus was really good. It was like, first off, a 2D animated Christmas movie that was pretty – It wasn't. it's not like you watch it like, oh, this is good for a kid's movie. Like, no, it's actually a funny movie, and the animation's beautiful, and it's 2D, and they just kind of like – they highlight it with some – CG, well, not CG, but they high, they highlight it with some cell shading. So it like has this really weird, cool, fluid motion, but it is like 2D animated characters with like 3D enhancement, which is kind of an interesting way to go about it rather than like 3D with cell shading. You know what I mean? And mm. it came out looking fantastic. And that's a really good Christmas movie. Jason Schwartzman basically being a prick most of the movie, but then slowly changes after time. And J.K. Simmons being Viking Santa Claus, more or less, you know. So, um, yeah, uh, that is yeah. a – I think that's a pretty good one. So, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've seen that one before. That That is a good one. Yeah. So, um, but, yeah, beyond that, uh, yeah. Uh, I guess I'm doubling down on the Christmas over here because it is fucking cold and there is, it is, like, night most of the time. And you're like, let's – Get fucking happy, shit, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go, go go off the Christmas stuff there. Get that on. Put the lights up and all that stuff. And, you know, all make logical sense and what. Or a hat, but, even though uh, it fucking itches. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fuck the hat though. <laughs> yeah. Only for a man. Fucking you know? like itchy use ass hat. Use it for a thumbnail. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> but um, but yeah, beyond all that good stuff, the oldmanorange.com podcast companies like pizza boys animations and all that fun stuff i'm special scott holmes and i'm rain dunnigan and we'll see you some other time later folks